Problem solving in the Philippines, it's a daily thing. So what we have here isn't just a bunch of creatives willing to interpret one thing over and over again. What we have are a generation of problem solvers who can even perceive problems that they can't see from others. To be honest, it's not about us, it's about them. What we could be able to provide to them, what we could be able to make them do out of this event. And that is something that I'm personally looking forward to because the effect of this event wouldn't just happen a day from now or a week from now, but definitely years to come. We no longer want to be, you know, classified as a hotspot for cheap labor, cheap creative labor. We want to help elevate the Filipino creative industry. And again, yeah, this is just the beginning. This is Chris Dow. You are listening to the Visionary Podcast. Visionary Media. There I was staring at my computer with my credit card just right beside my hand. And I fidget. I'm so guilty of always booking at the last minute. I contemplate, should I swipe? But I thought, it's Christo, the Christo. So <laughs> you can guess what happened next. I even borrowed Brian's portable microphone all the way from Cebu, already thinking and hoping I get to interview the Christo. I can't remember the last time I got so excited to attend an event. And this was the Lika Creative Entrepreneur Summit, a two-day hybrid conference held at the Philippine International Convention Center last September 17 and 18, 2022. It aims to showcase local creative talents, connect niche communities, and unleash Malikain minds. In Tagalog, Malikain means creative, and Lika means create. The event's name was just so fitting. And when it comes to creativity, Chris Doe always springs to mind for any creative. You have a wealth of knowledge and talent, but you won't share it with anybody. So you're an Invisigram because you won't share anything. He's an Emmy award-winning designer, director, CEO and chief strategist of Blind, and the founder of The Future, an online education platform with a mission of teaching 1 billion people how to make a living doing what they love And for the summit, he did just that. Along with noted local creative personalities such as A.J. Dimarucot, Laika Maravilla, Prim Paipon, and Kia Brera, Chris Doe shared insight upon insight of breaking limiting beliefs. And he also taught a lot of creatives about content marketing. I'm P.T. Chong Saneri. Welcome to the Visionary Podcast finalist in the Best Business Podcast category in the recently concluded Asia Podcast Festival 2022. Disclaimer, this episode is not a promotion. It's going to be a personal recollection or a mashup of sorts with the conversations I've had with the people I've met as I share with you my experience at the Lika Creative Entrepreneur Summit. Ready? Let's go! I'm super ready! Day one started with panic. I took a cab to the event and was stuck in traffic for a bit. Thankfully, my friend Maricus was so early and saved me a seat at the very front row side of the auditorium. And then during the break, I got a quick chat with my friend Marielle. So Marielle, anong feeling mo nandito ka ngayon sa Lika? It is an amazing feeling. Yeah. Nalit ka ba? Hindi. Hindi. <laughs> Tsaka may selfie ako with Chris Doe. <gasps> 
Oh my god, I'm so jealous. No, seriously. You wanna see it? So I'm talking to Marielle Ison. She's a creative of she's a, oh my she's just showing me a selfie with Chris Doe. I didn't even see. Chris Doe is literally like me, behind me. Oh, this is such a treat for all creatives. When I got to the event, I missed half of AJ DeMarucat's talk, but have gotten to the part where he shared his amazing works with Nike. They're just incredible. Le Cas Summit is a project organized by Emma Nieco of the Startup Academy, Andrea Sumida of Kohi Clubhouse, and Kia Abrera of the Brave Creators Lab. They previously worked on Social Media Managers Bootcamp, training Filipino freelancers in social media marketing. How was the preparation part? Really tough because this is, you know, it's the birthing pains of something like this. Um, we're so happy, although, I, I mean, we're very, very happy about what's happening, what we're seeing here right now. I mean, everybody's just collaborating, just coming together. Um, they're being generous with their own knowledge, helping one another out. So um, it's it's fostering this very creative community. And uh, I, I think all of the preparations, all of the birthing pains, it's all worth it. Kia Alvarez Abrera describes herself as a shameless creative entrepreneur based in Manila, Philippines. She's the founder of her video company BraveWorks Inc. She's also an educator and known for her creative videos on TikTok. After one great talk, I saw Laika Maravilla and got to meet her too. Laika Maravilla is an online educator as well, an author, a podcast host, and a resource speaker. Her YouTube channel and other social media accounts have millions of subscribers combined. She was recently chosen as one of YouTube and United Nations Development Programs Creators for Change Ambassadors for Asia-Pacific Countries. How do you feel that we have summits like this for creatives? You know, when I started working as a freelance, this was more than a decade ago. Part of what um, really felt bad for me at that time was that you support, you didn't have community. And so, honestly, walking in kanina, seeing the queue of people who were just so excited to be there. And actually, the, the girls right here behind me were telling me they, they just met Salayan. And now they're acting like they're the very best of friends. That's something I'm really happy about. And I'm looking forward to how all of these people right here who are so eager to create positive content, to basically change the way that people perceive creativity and creators in the Philippines. I'm eager to see what they'll do out in the world. Because one thing I'm, um, I want to put an emphasis in would be if I was able to do like everything I was able to do in the past decade in my tiny 4 by 4 childhood bedroom and that was just one person looking at this room if you have this many people doing all their, the things that they can do they can scale that to so much more so I'm excited for that how do you think is the creative Filipino different from other creatives in the world I think um, some of the best ideas are born out of sad to, to say no, but oppression of limitations uh, later in my talk I'm going to talk a lot about discarte and how it plays a role in Filipino creativity but um, I think when you don't have a lot of resources you don't have a lot of support 
And when you only have to draw on yourself to find that motivation, it forces you to rethink, rethink things in, in, different, in a different way. Because people who are fully supported, who are fully capable, who have all the resources in the world, sometimes they tend to, you know, just those off. Like you start with um, the same pattern and keep doing it again and again. But tayo, we don't have that privilege. And so I think that's what's going to give us a unique perspective. Problem solving in the Philippines, it's a daily thing. So what we have here isn't just a bunch of creatives willing to interpret one thing over and over again. What we have are a generation of problem solvers who can even perceive problems that they don't see from others. Another great talk on stage was one of my favorites by Prim Paipon. Prim Paipon is a Filipino Dreamagineer who founded The Dream Project PH, a non-profit volunteer-based organization that helps build the nation by shaping and enabling collective Filipino dreams among underserved and underprivileged communities. He's such an inspirational figure and his talk brought a lot of tears to the audience as well, including myself. There was also one thing he shared of the many insightful things he mentioned, and that is... That I started calling it life number in recent years. According to Prim's father, this is the most important number in a person's life. The ideal number of people that you should have met, served, and inspired before you celebrate your birthday. So for the past few years of my life, a day before my birthday, with or without a cake the following day, I would sit down, reflect, and compute my life number. That's 365 days multiplied to the number of years in less death. And this has been an everyday challenge and an annual challenge to make sure that I know the number of people I work with, hopefully inspire them by 365 every year. And of course, the highlight of the day, a talk about calibrating our mindsets as creative entrepreneurs and knowing the difference between a rich man's mindset and a poor man's mindset. Of course, by Christo. Rich people buy knowledge. Okay, poor person is really concerned about having flashy status symbol, looking wealthy, where rich people are just busy building wealth quiet. Chris talks about the rich and poor man's mindset in greater detail. The goal for my talk and some of the things that we're going to cover here is I want to talk to you about cognitive bias, how that builds sometimes your identity. I'm going to teach you how to reframe and look at the world in a different way. Uh, something I just developed recently with Kia's help is 30 success principles, the difference between the rich and the poor and how they think. Okay, so we're gonna get into that. And about why it's important and necessary for us to do the things that are difficult. Maybe not pretty difficult, but like pretty difficult. And how to persevere through the dip that we all go through. Okay, I'll give you some exercises and we'll get to work. This is a working talk, okay? Everybody got their pens ready, eyes open, ears peeled. Simply, reframing, if you think about it, is uh, taking a painting and you put it on a fancy frame and you hang it in a nice art gallery, it's worth a lot of money. You take that same painting and you put it like in an alleyway next to the trash can, it's not worth anything, is it? Poor people guard their, guard their knowledge because they're worried about competition. Rich people teach the competition, that's how they get rich. They're not worried about competition because they're working with an abundance mindset. 
He says that the rich mindset says, I'll do this. Works a little harder to create joy when they deliver, so they under-promise and over-deliver. A poor mindset isn't sure about success. It's like, it's not for me, it probably won't happen. Rich mindset says, it is inevitable. I don't have any evidence yet, but I will have evidence soon. Okay? Poor people dwell on the mistakes of the past. They live in the past. They're haunted by it. They can't escape it. They always talk about the past. Anybody know somebody like that? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Could be you. Who knows? Okay. Uh, The rich person learns from their failure and applies it to the future. A poor mindset asks, how much does it cost? The rich person says, how can I leverage this expense? The poor man's mindset never publishes because they're focused on being perfect, because they're afraid of judgment from other people. Rich mindset makes progress every day, shows up to do the work, not because they're inspired, because that's what they do. They get joy from that. A poor person always thinks about themselves as self-centered as what's in it for me. I don't do anything unless I can see the value for myself. The rich person asks, how can I help? Such an eventful day, but the day ain't done yet. Straight from PICC, we go to Sofitel for the Pigging Night to network and collaborate with fellow creatives. By the way, Pigging in Filipino means banquet. So the venue is packed with good food, good music, and great company. Let's see what our friends think. So we are now at the Pigging Room for the first day of the Likha Summit. Hi, my name is Kat Espinosa. I have experts with their branding and web design. What's your biggest takeaway for today's Likha Summit? My biggest takeaway for today's event is learning about the rich person's mindset and the poor person's mindset. And um, I think it's about processing which spectrum I am in and learning to identify and be aware of that and trying to change that over time. I even met people who flew from other countries. Meet Sam. My name is Sam Mante and what I do. So founder and CEO of Woodstock Cinema, it's a group of companies that shoots, edits, and produces any kind of video material. Nice. So, um, why did you attend the Lekha Summit? Okay, so I saw from one of our clients that it will this this will happen and yeah, I flew in from abroad just to go here. So, yeah. Where, where did you come from? From New York, from New York. New York. Wow. Nice. So, what is your biggest takeaway today? Biggest takeaway is just to do it and just not to overcomplicate things and be inspired with whatever you have every day. While enjoying the night, I see Christo at the corner of my eye and people flock to him for pictures and autographs. And of course, I grab my recorder and headed to his direction. People lined up to get their pocket full of dough books signed by the author, Christo himself. Others trying to make Christo Spider-Man poses, selfies, and quick chats. I patiently waited for my turn. And when it was... Hello. Hi. Um, I have a podcast. It's called The Visionary Podcast. Okay, so it's a short so, question. Yeah, so okay, can you my just... my voice is going. <laughs> so can you just say, um, this is Chris Doe, you're listening to The Visionary Podcast. That's sure. Okay. This is Chris Doe, you are listening to The Visionary Podcast. What a day. Day one has already been a day of many aha moments for me. 
Now, what does day two bring? Find out after the break. I want to tell you about a new tool that's revolutionizing the way we work with audio. Descript is the world's first audio word processor, allowing users to view and edit any audio file as text. Descript currently offers a Mac app as well as human-powered transcription services. The app makes it easy to listen to a recording while editing it at the same time. You can mark timestamps and highlights, add notes, and even search for exact phrases within your recordings. If you're looking for something more advanced, you can also record your voice and use the script's overdub feature. This allows you to correct and replace a word or a sentence without having to record your voice again. Because the script's AI does it for you, mimicking your voice and editing your piece like a Word document. This saves you so much time, effort, and money. Whether you're an audio editor or someone who just wants help organizing the recordings, the script is here for you. Start using the script today for free or get 20% off when you purchase their annual plan. Head on to our show notes to know more. Back from the break, we are on day two of the Lika Creative Entrepreneur Summit with none other than Chris Doe. Whatever we think becomes our identity, so we have to be careful of what we put in our mind, how we feel about the world, how we interpret it. My name is Chris Doe, and I am a loud introvert. I'm a middle child. I'm a first-generation immigrant. I'm a recovering graphic designer, an educator, and a serial entrepreneur. Day two's mantra, as per Chris Doe, if it's not on paper, it's vapor. He never fails to remind us to write everything down. Because as he says, it's the best way to memorialize what we learn, to give it shape. And when we give it shape, we give it more meaning when we put it on paper. Wisdom is experience plus reflection. We've had an experience. We need to think about what we just experienced. We need to memorialize it because if it's it's not on paper, it's vapor, right? So this is the concept of reframing. And it's a very powerful idea that people spend lots of money to try to learn. And we'll try to do it together. So the action plan was to take as much notes as I can and absorb everything the dough shares. So we're going to focus on these two parts, the hook and the, and the retention. Day two was all about content marketing. Chris shared how to start putting out content, and it begins with Twitter. It sounds crazy. You're going to begin on Twitter. You're going to start to develop your writing muscles. You're going to start to be able to add images to the ideas that stick. You can expand it to longer format stories, and then you can turn those stories into videos. Okay. By the way, he's 50. He looks so young for his age. I am 50 years old because I was eight years ago that I started making content. And so today I'm going to be talking to you about developing a success mindset. Right. So just I'm warning here. So we want to write. We want to do things together because I guess you've been inspired. You've been touched. Some of you cried. <laughs> it's okay to cry here. Okay. But we're going to get to work. I want to try to make something happen for you. The reason why I want to do that is because as an immigrant who is very fortunate to come to America, I've been able to realize my own dreams and surpass anything I could have imagined as a child. And I feel like there is a sense of heavy obligation for me to pay it forward. Um, there was a young man who found out I was speaking in, in Geneva, in Switzerland. And he says, Chris, I need to meet you. 
He talks about this guy who is in his early 20s and asked Chris to meet him outside of the venue. He said that he was living at home earning $20,000 a year and when he started watching Chris' videos on YouTube, he made $100,000. So he gave me this giant bag of chocolates. There was like bricks of chocolate in there. And I, think, I was thinking this wonderful. He asked me this question. He asked me, what can I do for you to repay you for what you've done for me? I said, young man, I'm just really proud of you. All I want you to do is go out there and be successful. That's all I want because that's the best story I want to be able to tell. And so that's what I want for all of you. Okay, we want to remember this because the power of belief is this. I'm going to try to convince you by the end of my talk today that you can manifest anything or you can't. Either way, you're right. Um, and for those of you who are struggling with this, I found this quote from um, Miyazaki, a famous direct, Japanese director. He said, reality is for people who lack imagination. It's great to watch videos and we can get addicted to learning. That's what happens. We take course after course, but nothing happens, of course. Because we have to apply those things. And that's what I want you to do. And so I found this other quote, I like to find quotes. Until it's on paper, it's vapor. Chris also touched on knowing your value. And so when you try to go and work with international companies, once they realize you're Filipino, for many different reasons, they might recognize the very distinct and beautiful accent that you all speak English with. <laughs> that then they're like, well, cost of living is really low. Therefore, I should pay you a lot less. And so there's this negative prejudice bias because you're Filipino you should get a really good deal. We call them bottom fishers, you know, bottom feeders. They're just looking for the stuff at the bottom and they lowball you, okay? Everything he shared was a gold mine. Two days of learning, actionable knowledge, crushing limiting beliefs, and meeting creative entrepreneurs just like me. Everything made this event for the books. Met many interesting people, listened to inspiring stories, and getting starstruck meeting one of the very people I look up to, Chris Doe. Could there be another one next year? I got to talk to the organizers of the event too, like Andrea Sumida, founder and social media strategist at Kohi Social. She's a coffee enthusiast, full-time otaku, and a huge fan of all things Japanese. I'm glad that it was really successful and um, there were so many insights and wisdom learned from the phenomenal speakers who taught us a lot of about, you know, creativity, education, content marketing, and yeah, it still feels surreal. <laughs> I'm grateful for everyone who believed in us. Even though this was our first, like, I'm just really happy that it turned out really well and and we're looking forward to have it again next year and make it bigger than this, yeah. I uh, watched your talk yesterday. It was so inspiring. So what would you advise to the Filipino creative entrepreneur in terms of, you know, being vulnerable? Well, don't be afraid to share your vulnerability. Don't be afraid to document your own journey because, you know, everybody is going to learn from that. Um, Whenever we show our vulnerability, we give people permission that even if we're failing at something, even if we're finding it hard to do something, we all have the permission to still succeed. 
So all of the potential, it's going to be uncovered when the hard stuff happens. And when we show our vulnerability, when we show our authenticity, wonderful things happen. All of our potentials just come together. This is just the beginning of, um, of us gathering, you know, Filipino creative entrepreneurs. We no longer want to be, you know, um, classified as a hotspot for cheap labor, cheap creative labor. We want to help elevate the Filipino creative industry. And again, yeah, this is just the beginning. We're definitely doing this again. As Chris ends day two, more photos, more people lining up. And then the auditorium began becoming quiet until four people were left in it. Presto and three other creative entrepreneurs. I found them at the right corner beside the stage and they were asking him questions. So of course I joined in. Again, I waited patiently and when I saw him starting to pack up, I had to think fast and ask my final question before he left. You teach a lot of people. Yes. So what have you learned in these two days? I mean, you yourself as an educator. What have I learned? The lessons I've learned is people can't drink from the fire hose. They got to slow down and I need to cut things back because I just can't go that fast. There's a difference between learning and lecturing. And I, I want to be at a place where people are learning. I also know, even though I gave it 100% of myself and people will have learned valuable things, the thing that they're going to walk away and remember is what else didn't I get to see? And it's not a good feeling. So my wife tells me all the time, honey, don't put so much. I'm like, I can't, babe. I got to put everything I am always into everything I do. And I just have to learn to keep cutting. Like in both days, today even more so, we got through a quarter of the material. Mm -hmm. Right. And why? Because I need to create space for learning to happen. And learning happens when people figure it out for themselves, not because I say so. So a handful of people, probably less than 10%, will walk away with a foundational new skill that they'll be able to apply and they'll learn for the rest of their life. Even smaller percentage of them will be able to go out and teach others and turn that knowledge into money. And those people whatever they paid for this class, will be, will be able to earn 10, 100, 1,000 times what they paid. Yesterday I said, no joke, every book that I read, I take a $30 book, I turn it into a $30,000 idea. Literally, not figuratively, literally, okay? Because somebody asked me this question before. How do you feel about people copying your ideas? I said, I don't feel anything. They're not my ideas to own. I just borrowed them. So somebody else should borrow me from me who am I to claim ownership all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. So I live in a space where I can operate out of a place of generosity to give to people. And the more generous I am, guess what? The more money I make. You didn't even get to the slide where it shows you how much money I make on different things. Because people like to say this, followers don't equal dollars. Mm -hmm. And I say, bull, bull, mm -hmm. right? Because I've been able to make a lot more money than a person should have a right to make just by giving away things by developed community. Arguably, 200 some odd people are here today because of that generosity, the transparency, and maybe even some vulnerability. I don't know. I just put it out there. And I challenge any and every single person, if you have something, a gift, if you have a way of looking at the world, uh, through writing, through music, through acting, performing, dancing, or visuals, just give it away. You'll grow. And you make a lot of money. And it feels good. That's all I got for you. Lika means create. And this event just helps spark many ideas and inspirations to create new opportunities, 
recalibrate mindsets, and build connections in the creative community. And you know what? This event was such a breath of fresh air. There were so many valuable nuggets learned to equip the creative entrepreneur. So celebrate your creativity, Malikains. It's a gift that can change the world. Many thanks to Kia Brera, Andrea Samira, and Eman Gallego, and the rest of their team in organizing the Likat Creative Entrepreneur Summit. Many thanks as well to AJ DiMarucot, Laika Maravilla, Cream Pipon, and Chris Joe for everything you've shared with us. Thank you as well to Marielle Ison, Kat Espinosa, and Sam Mante for being part of this story. This episode was written and produced by yours truly, edited and co-produced by Brian Bruces. On our next episode, we talk about how to plan for your podcast. For now, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have feedback for us, do write us at tvp at visionarymedia.com. This is the Visionary Podcast, a podcast production by Visionary Media. I'm PJ Chongsoneri. Catch you on the next.